Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. From news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think and live and make decisions. But when everyone disagrees, how do we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all that information overload and choose what governs our lives? As we pray and process these things, we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Right, Jeff? Right, Joe. That's exactly what I was thinking. So, Jeff, uh, funny thing happened today. We, uh, uh, For those of you listening, watching, we had our entire staff from all of our campuses gathered together today, which is always super fun. Yeah. We and do it once a year. Yeah. Bring, it, bring everybody up from South Carolina and Atlanta. It's a blast. It's one of those times where, like, I wish our church could be a fly on the wall. Yeah. Or I wish we had a room for 11,000 people to sit in or something like that. I mean, yeah. it's just like, it, it's just a really, really fun time. Well, we were doing these quick update videos, like, uh, hey, what's going on at your campus? Hey, what's going on at your campus? And while we were waiting for Ryan over at Akron East, uh, Isaac stepped up. He's like, what, you're not going to interview about my campus? <laughs> <laughs> and he was serious. Uh, and so we're like, okay, so Isaac, what's going on at your campus? Like, well, ours is the basement camp. And then he just... <laughs> <laughs> rattles off this thing about how no one knows about it because it's in the basement and how they have the best version of Jesus. It just goes all like it was uh, his sense of humor was That's on full, awesome. full fleet. Yeah, my uh, Isaac's my second son and he works in the basement and he is uh, he's just like that. Yeah, he'll get rolling. It was on pretty something fantastic. It actually, I, to- I told him one time, I was like, if you didn't make me laugh, I probably would have killed you when you were a teenager. <laughs> but he has a way of just, and he knew it too. He's like, all I got to do is get dad to laugh. I'll be okay. You know, so. It's, I mean, it's a good self defense mechanism for him. It is. It worked sure. for him for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, today we have a question um, <laughs> the things Isaac causes in your life. Yeah. No, <laughs> no I'm, I'm kidding. But uh, today we actually have gotten. Um, Jeff, we've gotten a few different um, submissions kind of hovering around this topic. Yeah. And so uh, the general question is, when it comes to anxiety and mental health, and of course, lots of people have questions about that, but there's this stigma, this pressure, um, this, and then just this hanging question, when it comes to anxiety and mental health, am I just supposed to get over it yeah. and get on with my life? Like, how do we navigate that? Yeah, you know, it there there's this I think there's this balance between uh, gen, genuinely needing help. Yeah. Uh and then and then maybe the other side of the spectrum is developing grit in, in our life. And so if you thought of that as two two ends of a spectrum. Sure. Uh usually the answers to a question like that are in there somewhere, right? So on that one end, there are 100% people who 100% struggle with mental health as a clinical condition. Sure. And they struggle with clinical depression, clinical anxiety. Uh, there are people who have survived trauma that is beyond imagination. Yes. Um, and their ability to... Uh, function to be a healthy human being, a functional human being, is is something that is difficult. Thank God. I think this is a gift from God. Uh, we live in a time when there is medicine, when there is a greater, much greater understanding of mental health than, than there would have been, say, 40, 50 years ago. 
Um, and there's help therapy, um, et cetera, that, that genuinely can help stabilize someone, can help, help them be healthy and to help them live a, a, a happy and, and a productive life, so to say. So I think that is one end of the spectrum. And I think that that end of the spectrum should not be ignored. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think as the church of Jesus Christ, we should not think of that any differently than someone who is struggling with a cancer, with an ALS, with a... Even an arthritis or something An arthritis like that. Yeah. or mm-hmm. whatever. Like a, it's a physical issue yes, it is. yep. that needs medical attention. Uh, mental health is not uh, something that uh, you should think of as a result of weakness. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is a result of sickness. And so I just praise the Lord that we live in times like that and know many, many uh, friends who benefit, uh, who would say, I feel healthy, I feel stable, and it's been a life-changing thing for me. So that's one end of the spectrum. Yeah. The other end of the spectrum is the person who's like, I just cannot handle the fact that I have to work four hours at Dunkin' Donuts today. Sure. And so the other end of the spectrum is kind of a grit. Mm. Like, hey, we have to learn to carry a weight in life. Uh, Life is actually not supposed to be easy and happy 24-7. Yeah. That's an unreasonable expectation. And what I need to do... Uh, is I need to learn to take a hit. I need to learn to carry weight. I need to learn to carry a burden. And I need to learn to do that with joy. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you were visualizing this, as if you're watching, this is easy, but if you're visualizing it and you're listening, think of those as two ends of a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Then the answer is everywhere in between. Yeah. And it depends on the individual and it depends on what we're talking about, right? So uh, I'll give you some examples of this. Um, uh, When my mom and dad died, I experienced grief in a way and on a level that I had not experienced before. That caused anxiety. I was having an anxiety uh, episodes, I'll call them. My heart's racing, my mind's racing. I can't stop it. I don't understand it. I don't. I'm trying. I can't pray it away. I can't stop it away. I can't will it away. That was leading me toward a depression, oh. and I'm like, I I could think, I was aware, but I couldn't change it. And so that is classical for you know a classic description of somebody going into depression. I went to my doctor. I, I described to her what I was going through. She said, I think these are your issues. I am willing to use medicine to help you. I said to her, I would like to try counseling first. She said, it was funny. She, uh, she goes, okay, I'll make a deal with <laughs> you. I'll give you one month on counseling. You have to make another appointment. If we're not making headway, then you have to let me help you a different way. I was like, deal, because life was not going well. Uh I called my friend, uh, Bishop Joey Johnson, who's a pastor, and I said, I said, "Uh, Joey, I need a pastor. I need, like, people come and sit and talk with you and I all the time. I'm like, I need somebody. So I went, and uh, Joey immediately responded to me. We got together. 
he kind of diagnosed me. He's like, I think you're dealing with grief and you don't know how to deal with it. And he said, I have a thing called uh, the Grief Recovery Workshop. It meets in like a, a group and you should go through that. So I did. So I read the book and I went to the workshop and I learned some things about grief. I learned some things about myself. I opened up to other people who guided me and helped me. And the Lord brought tremendous healing to my mental health in that it, it was like an eight-week program in that eight-week program. Yeah. Okay? It, <laughs> real quick, that I don't know that that was because of your parents. I think that's the same time that you brought me on. My, my guess is the yeah, cause, I was right about that. Yeah, the yeah. cause of your pain attacks was Multiple probably my fault. Multiple factors <laughs> in my life, right? <laughs> so I think... In that spectrum, I would have been on the far the, the side that's closer to clinical. That's what I needed. I needed good counsel. I needed a right environment, and I needed good information, and that helped or healed my mental health in that mm-hmm. way. That's an example of it, it's, it, it's not all the way over. Mm-hmm. It might have needed to be. But I was able to find a solution, and then my and then Bishop Johnson guided me to one, and it helped me. Mm-hmm. Right, that's one example. Now here's another example. Uh, one of my kids came to me and said, "Dad, I uh, I signed up for a class. It's a two semester class. I didn't do well on the first semester. I want to drop it." And I looked at him and I said. Um, you did not work hard at that class, so now you're behind in the class, and you want to drop the class because you can't, you you don't want to do the work. And he said, "I'm discouraged. I feel depressed. I feel anxious about the class. Can I drop the class?" And I said, "No," <laughs> because I, as a dad, I I and I told him this. I said, "You need to learn grit. Mm. Like the the problem is." You don't want to stay after school and work with the teacher. You don't want to get caught up. You don't want to do the work. You are smart. You are capable. Um, And I think the big lesson here is that you have to push through something you don't want to push through. Hmm. And the relief of your anxiety and the relief of your dread is pushing through your anxiety and pushing through your dread I will help you. Your teacher will help you, etc. You're going to feel like a million bucks on the other side of that because you faced it and tackled it. So those are two examples. And, and remember these, this spectrum, right? So there's like build grit, you need help. In between those spectrums are all these stories and examples we can tell. And I, as, as a person, I'm like, I need help. I went and got help. Uh, I was experiencing things I just never experienced before. And uh, what was a little bit unique was it was the death of my parents, so I had nobody to ask. You know, it's like (laughs) I normally would have talked to my mom and dad about that. On the other side of it, like I was kind of looking at my kid and saying, you got to toughen up. Uh Like, I I know this is hard, but you're going to do it, and you're going to thank me later for helping you develop grit in this this area. So I think in there, like, should we just get over it? I'm like, no, it should it should be dealt with. 
it should be dealt with with wisdom, and that wisdom is going to apply differently depending mm-hmm. on what we're talking about with it. So it's interesting with with that spectrum, you know. So like you said, on one side, it's something that is truly um, something from the outside has impacted you in a way that you need to actually get healing and or there's something physiological happening where you need to have that addressed. And on this other side is like you've kind of in some ways created your own monster and some grit would help you push through that and actually strengthen you through it yep. by actually addressing it. Now, in in any of those cases, like are we to make that a part of our identity? And so I think one of the questions that seems to come up all the time is like, boy, whenever I'm under pressure, I'm a very anxious person. And then we'll start to kind of define ourselves as like, I'm, I have anxiety. I'm the type of person that gets that when I'm faced with blank situation. Or even if it is the, the, the literal scenario of I have clinical, I have to be on medication for any uh, litany of issues. Are we supposed to just say like, well, I'm an I'm a person with anxiety or whelp and then like how do we push not push past it like get over it please any listener don't hear that's not my question how do we not allow that to absorb us and just become our identity yeah having something and being something are are very different things so what I what I say I am arthritis mm-hmm. I am cancer or what I say cancer stinks and I'm going to go to war with it yeah so having something and being something are, are very, very different. <clears throat> so the do you, do you deal with it? I'm like, yes. Here, here's what happens, I think, sometimes, guys, is, is um, looking and saying, I have to face something that I'm unfamiliar with or is intimidating to me and it makes me anxious. I would be like, right. Hmm. That's right. That's always going to happen. To everybody. That does not go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is life. Um, the other way to, to view that is it's, it's the same anxiety you feel right before you go over the top of a roller coaster. Sure. So that same feeling can be fun. But when we feel stressed or we don't want to, f- we don't want to face it, we'll say it's anxiety and we'll use it as an excuse not to have grit. Hmm. So, so you, you will never get married if you don't get through the butterflies of asking the girl out. Sure. You, you will never uh, have a college degree if you don't get through the butterflies of being a freshman again. Uh-huh. So we have to press through things. And the first time you do something, it's very terrifying. Um, it, that never goes away. When you have children, I, I, I remember leaving the hospital with our oldest son thinking, I, I literally thought, so we just go home? Like, that's what we do now? Like, you will never have a family mm-hmm. if you do not learn and are not willing to have grit. That actually literally happened to me right before my daughter was born. Um, I was going through full-blown, I had the panic attacks, I was having the chest pains, I was pulling over on the side of the road. Like, if I was driving in the rain, I would be freaking out that this was going to be the day that I got in a car accident and died. I had, to, I, I had probably four or five times I had to pull over to the side of the road. I was hyperventilating. I couldn't breathe. 
because of all those thoughts. And I finally went to the doctor and I, I was talking him through it and everything and kind of the same conversation you were having, like, well, you can talk to somebody, but like this medication, I'm like ready to send it to the pharmacy because you're in a bad spot. And then he had the, I don't know why he didn't ask this earlier on, but he suddenly asked like, well, what's changing? And I'm like, well, my wife's due in like a month. He goes, oh, wait a minute. You're about to have your first kid. I'm like, yeah. He goes, he literally crumbled up the prescription <laughs> and he was like, in three months, if this isn't better, we're right back on the same path. But I was like flipping out. Yeah. But what even him crumbling up the paper, I'm like, oh, this is normal-ish. You're normal-ish. And, and the, I remember freaking out on my wedding day. <laughs> sure. And not because I wasn't. I wasn't you didn't deserve Heidi. That's right. <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't worried. I was marrying the wrong person. I just knew my whole life was going to change. Yeah, absolutely. That's normal. Mm-hmm. And, and what happens when you have to finish the class you want to drop, you can face those things. Mm-hmm. And then what happens over time, I think those of us who are older need to be, need to remind ourselves sometimes, there's certain pressures that we're used to so they don't cause us anxiety anymore. And when a young person has anxiety over that same pressure, we're like, baby. I'm like, no, not baby, rookie. Right. Rookie. They, they don't, they never bought the house. They never brought a baby home from the hospital. Yep. They never gone on their job interview. Like they're a rookie at it. Yep. And I would say to everybody, if you're a rookie at it, you're going to, you're not going to sleep well the night mm-hmm. before. You're going to be anxious. That's normal. Right? The baseline of these emotions are like God given. Because if you didn't get anxious about taking your kid home for the very first time, if you didn't, slow down and wonder, should I be giving my life to this person in marriage? If you didn't slow down and go, man, stepping at the edge of this cliff has me feeling funny. Like if you didn't have those type of feelings naturally show up in you, we would be so careless with everything. And so the baseline, it's not like anxiety is wrong. Anxiety is toxic. It's like, no, whether it's I feel sad because something bad happened, whether it's I feel anxious because I don't know how this is going to play out, or you start filling in those blanks, the baseline it's really okay to feel yeah. that way. Anxiety is facing your fears. In fact, I would say this. If you tend to be a little bit of a fearful person, you need to look at your – I would encourage you to look at your life and say, whatever scares me is what I'm going to do. Hmm. And you beat cancer. You can beat lots of things that make you anxious. I – um I realize this is so dumb. I'm not. I'm just like this in my life. If it, if it's something that scares me, I do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. So like, I have this phobia of snakes, and I live by a river. <laughs> and so I am so glad that about 20 years ago, I know this is dumb, but about 20 years ago, snakes would freak me out so bad. I'm talking about garter snakes. I'm not talking about king cobras. Right. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> um, I decided one day. I was like, this is dumb. I'm a grown man, and I'm panicking over a snake. So I decided I'm going to pick up the next snake I see. And so I did. I watched, you know, the people do it on TV, (laughs) and I went (laughs) and I grabbed this snake. And my heart's pounding, and I'm nervous, and I don't like it, but I'm like, I'm doing this. And then I just decided I was going to do that for a while. Uh Well, now I live, I get to live in this beautiful, beautiful place. There's snakes everywhere because I live on a river. Sure. And I'm like, I'm so glad I don't freak out. See, you're always grateful later, mm-hmm. right? Now, 
depending on where you're at in that spectrum, it's important. Yep. You're you're beating anxiety. I do think you have to work up your muscles for it. Sure. That's why children are terrified, teenagers are nervous, adults are calculated. Like it, it doesn't go away, but we deal with it differently. I also think when you think about mental illness, I just had a conversation with a friend a little bit ago, and she has uh, um, terrible uh, OCD. Mm-hmm. And counseling and medicine have given her stability in her life. She's doing great. I'm like, praise God, yep. because she has a, a chemical a wiring. Uh, uh, her body is broken a little bit. Mm-hmm. And medicine has produced a solution yep. to that. I don't discount that for a second. Not at all. I, I, th- I do think a lot of what we see as anxiety in particular is lack of grit and the lack of loving adults walking young people through acquiring it. Mm. And I do not think that, and I'm 52, I don't think I should look at a 15-year-old and say, why don't you get over yourself, dummy? I, I think not that's a yeah. jerk move. Yep. But I do think I can look at a 15-year-old and say, I'll go with you. Yeah. I'll go yep. with you. So I know you're scared, but I'll go with you. And worst case scenario, I know what to do. Right. Right? And, and that mentoring, parenting, in, in, the, in the spiritual world, we call it discipleship. That's often what's lacking, and it, and it builds up grit. And that's why um, a person who's afraid of heights can bungee jump. Sure. It's because somewhere they climbed a ladder. Mm-hmm. Somewhere they got up in a tree. They just learn it, it doesn't mean their heart isn't thumping through their chest before they jump. Sure. It just meant that they wanted to, and this is what happens. Guys, as you do that, um, you realize if you don't do it, you miss out on these amazing things in life. I, I, I give you an example. I'm afraid of heights. So my friends and Heidi and I, uh, we went to um, these mountains and beautiful, super high, like 10,000 feet up, like crazy high mountains. And my friend for my birthday was like, I'm paying for you to go paragliding. And I'm like, no, you're not. And he's (laughs) like, because I'm (laughs) the guy, we would ride the gondola up the mountain. I would hang on and kind of shake. Like I'm, I'm genuinely, like I get dizzy. Well, over the years, I've just faced that. Now I know better. I'm I can't uh, free climb the face of a rock. I'll pass out. Sure. Like so, I I know my limits. I'm like, there's where I can push myself is where I can't push myself. But my friends like we're doing it, and I looked at him because he knows I'm afraid of heights. I'm like, I'm in. He's like, what? I'm like, I'm in. And I said uh, we were all gonna go. And I said, here's the deal. I go first. I, please don't make me watch you do it. Please don't make me think about this. Strap me in, shut me up, and just we'll just run off the side of the mountain. Yeah. And so that's what I, I was like. I got to get this over. That's well, one of the neatest experiences of my whole life. Yeah. And that's what happens when you don't face anxiety is is you miss. Can you imagine not having your daughter? You know, like oh, yeah. you, you you miss these things. 
when you find a limit, like my friend who struggles with OCD, what I'm so proud of her about is like, she's like, I'm just going to have to tackle it. Mm-hmm. She's not embarrassed. She's not ashamed. She's like, yeah, I, I have to have help with it. So I got help yep. and I have to manage it. So I manage it. And I'm like, that's, that's amazing. And praise God that there's, there's that out there. I love some of these correlations you're making. Uh, the the words come into my mind are limits and braces. The braces because like if because whenever we think about this stuff physically, it like all makes sense. Like if you have a bad knee, you slap a brace on, you put a yeah. an ace bandage around it. You do that. You're like, yeah, of course. And we wouldn't look at somebody and say, oh, you have a a weak knee or you hurt your knee a while ago. It totally makes sense that you would put something around it so that it didn't stop you from doing some of the things that you wish you could do. And so like, how do we build those structures around us? Maybe it is medication. Maybe it is a regular visit to a counselor. Maybe it is a pathway of discipleship to help you get more healthy than you realized was possible. Um, And then the other thing that you talked about were these limits. You're like, I've learned about some of the ways in which I can um, face my fear of heights. I also know my physiological limits, and that's okay. Like some people would say, like, "Oh, you're totally missing out." Cli- you know, free climbing. You're like, "I'm, I'm really am okay." That's not one of those like I have to do this in my lifetime type things. So I'm going to sit back on my limits the, the, and not push past. And you only find those limits by pushing those limits. Right. And so that our family went out to Angel uh, to Utah to, to Zion National Park. There's a place here called Angels Landing. You guys should Google it. It'll freak you out a little bit. It's super high. And what you do is you you climb super high on paths, and then you literally go up free up the edge of a cliff, even higher, holding onto a rope, and, and that's all you do. And so you get up to this one spot, and then you go from there up to Angel's Landing. And so I got up there, and my kids were like, Dad, are you going up? I said, I can't. I can't. Mm-hmm. I, I will pass out, and I will fall to my death. Like, I know that. Now, so they went, it was amazing. What I did was I found another spot that was high up and I literally got on my belly and I crawled to the edge and looked over mm-hmm. because I can't stand up. Sure. I, 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 I will pass out. I get vertigo and dizzy and I'm like, it's okay. That's my limit. Mm-hmm. Now I found another amazing thing that I didn't let fear stop me from doing, sure. but I know I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Well, you only learn that by grit. Yep. And when and when I think that's a, it's a great way that you're saying it, Joe. Like, you may come up against a limit, and you're like, now I just need help. Mm-hmm. I need medicine, um, or I need to say no to myself. That which is what I did. I'm like, yeah, I just I kind of wish I could, mm-hmm. but I can't. It's okay. And I love that you went out and figured out to do a version of it with your family as opposed to like, I'll just hang back at the hotel because I know that an hour drive later, an hour hike later, that I'm not going to like the one thing at the end. Yeah, I I did 90% of it, which was all high and all kind of freaking me out. Sure. But I did 90% of it. I couldn't do that last part. I would have blacked out. Sure. (laughs) That's what would happen. But I think, so I think that's what I'm saying. And like parents helping your kids and then like everybody doing this to yourself. Like I'm going to make myself do things that scare me. You're not going to regret that. 
And, and when you find a, phys, a, a physiological limitation, I will black out. I don't know why. Yep. I don't want to be, I'm not necessarily even scared. Mm-hmm. I just, I am this way. Sure. When you find that physiological limitation, you're like, okay, well, there it is. Mm-hmm. I found the wall. Sure. You yeah. know, so it, it's, but we're missing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you just get over anxiety and mental health in our awareness of mental health, which I would say by and large is really positive and helpful. Sometimes we're missing that the the cure for mental health is to push into our limits. Mm. Uh, it's not just to be aware that we struggle with limits. And then I think what happens is there's times that we think anxiety and stress are the exception. Mm. I'm like, no, that's the rule. Mm-hmm. That that's there's nothing wrong with you. That's normal yep. that you would feel that way. And then you kind of go from there. That's really helpful. Well, I hope that our listeners are, you know, kind of soaking a lot of this in and 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 feeling some maybe some relief that maybe something they thought was super unique about themselves is a little bit more common than they realized. And I also hope that uh, we were able to communicate it in a way that is helpful for you, that you can take steps forward. And if if we can help you in any way, we would love to do that. Point you toward resources, surround you with community, whatever that is. If you have questions that you'd like us to interact with, you can always submit those at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. And if you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. If you're looking for a place to connect with people who are also following Jesus, trying to figure all this out on how his life can impact ours, you can always enjoy uh, join us on the weekend here at Grace or even check us out online. Thank you very much for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. See you next time.